Hello and welcome to episode three of the First Exchange podcast with me, your host, Lydia Daydal, and I'm delighted to be joined by WBC and IBO featherweight champion, Terry Harper. Yay! Super featherweight. Super featherweight. Super featherweight. (laughs) (laughs) Welcome, welcome. Hello, nice to be here. Welcome to the First Exchange podcast. I'm delighted to have you. Well, thanks for Episode three. I appreciate the time. So first things first, good news yesterday. Yeah. The hand is healed. Yes. How are we feeling? Um, do you know what? I feel like I feel like I've been in this position before, obviously last time when I got signed off. Yeah. Um, but now like this time I know it's it's different. Yeah. It's hundred percent. Um so like going back to when I had my operation like a couple of weeks after, I've got it in my head that it'll never break again, it's sound. So I'm just using my hand as normal. Christmas. Opened a jar, snapped the plate, obviously with the gripping and the twisting. And then uh, Mike, the hand surgeon, were confident that it was going to heal, like, heal solid, even though it, I had a nice bump. Yeah. Um, so we did a full, like, went straight into training camp then for the Choi fight. Um, a full, probably 15, 16 weeks, like, no problem. A few twinges, obviously, at the beginning when it was still quite fresh. And then, uh, yeah, a week before the fight, it went. And I just knew as soon as I took the glove off and mm. saw the swelling, um, I just, like, held back, tried to hold back tears. But Yeah, that's, I, what yeah. I, that's literally what I'm going to ask you. Like, what is the feeling in this? Like, do you know when you, know when you get bad news yeah. or a shock and your body sort of goes into that, like the blood drains from your yeah. face a little bit? What was it for you? How did you feel in the moment? So I was gutted. Um, I was gutted. I remember sitting on the side of the ring, took my head guard off, uh, gloves came off, and uh, that's then I'm, I'm unwrapping my hands, and then I just see like this instant swelling. Um, so I got it straight away, uh, shed a few tears, um, Andrew and that calmed me down. Mm. Um, got straight in contact with Mike, so the hand surgeon sent him pictures over, and he got me in straight away next day, bless him. Mm. Um, but yeah, I think I was just more like after. Um, after a while, it, it, I was just more mad at myself for being so stupid and naive back at Christmas. Really? Yeah, so really, really put like a lot of, what would you call it? Like I criticised myself a lot and yeah. for, for, for that and I just think it's lesson learned the hard way mm-hmm. uh, for being stupid. But do you not think it was a bit of a freak accident though? Mm-hmm. You know, it could have happened at any time. Yeah, it could have, but I just feel like, I won't see it as that. It's just like I saw it as. Yeah. Uh, I didn't look after it properly. Definitely mm-hmm. didn't. After the first operation, just like I said, they were naive, thinking, yeah. oh, it's fixed, it's got a plate in it, it's solid. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And I think the main reason is because obviously after the fight, when I first broke it, I, I went like a full week waiting for my operation with a broken hand, like struggling to move my finger and stuff. Then you go into operation, you yeah. come out and you can you can move your hand as normal, mm-hmm. wanting a pot just in a bandage and as soon as obviously bandage comes off mm. you can start using your hand as not as normal yeah um, and I think that's what it is for me so this time after operation I left my splint on for as long as possible just a nice little reminder that my hand's healing and it's yeah. still damaged not damaged but was there ever a moment where you had that fear or panic that not that your career is over but it can be affected like like really bad negatively affected by this yeah so like the night, the night after the spa, um, when I knew I was going to see Mike the next day, I was just thinking, uh, loads of thoughts were going through my head. Like, um, 
So I've still got a car on finance and not thinking. Yeah. I'm not fighting. <laughs> Who's getting, paying for I'm that? I'm not getting paid. Um, how, do I, how do I get this car gone? Um, <laughs> I was thinking, am I going to have to go back to a normal nine to five job? I remember crying thinking, I don't want a normal nine to five job and yes. be like everyone else. Um, I was thinking, is that, is that my boxing career done? Yeah. And then like the next day when I went to see Mike, um, it was it was mad because he, he x-rayed the hand and he was like straight away like couldn't see no, well, he couldn't see no like physical cha- like changes yeah. from because it was like few two couple of weeks before that spa, um I got it signed off and like the re-x-rayed it and stuff, obviously with the lump, mm. so then when I got it x-rayed again after the spa, couldn't see no like changes in angles and Royce. stuff like that. Yeah, okay. Uh, so so then we were thinking, is it like soft tissue damage? Um, is it just is it just aggravated? So it says go away for a week, just take it nice and steady. Obviously, still having to prepare for this unification fight. Mm-hmm. And then he kind of gave us like a bit of hope, saying we could um, like local anaesthetic on the hand. So we were willing to go into that fight with a numb hand. Um, and then, like obviously after operation, he said, "Like I'm glad we didn't, because like once they opened it up, it was." completely broken so shit yeah it's like you know it's uh funny when you look at fighters and like the mentality of you know something as serious as that and it's like looking at all options just get me to the fight like all roads will lead to the fight like I don't care what happens just get me in there you know are you glad now that that you he had opened it up and like you saw because obviously we don't know what what really bad kind of outcome could have happened if you did fight on it Yes, see, like now looking back, I just, I just think I could have obviously done more damage. Yeah, and then I could have definitely probably ruined my career. Hundred um, percent. So these are the tools. These are the money yeah. Makers, so absolutely. I think just like a setback for a couple of months, mm-hmm. um, it's, it's worth it. And at first, I didn't see that because I've done all that hard training. Yeah, weight were bang on and, and and everything like that. All the time that everyone's put into me, um. I felt like when I first did when I first did that at Christmas, I felt like I let everyone down because like there's a lot of people that went out of the way to mm-hmm. make sure I had the best recovery. And that's a really good point, Rice. And that concept of I feel like I've left everybody down, and that is the one thing that I always pick up on when a fighter loses a fight yeah. or something like that happens. Yeah. They always think about all the people like their coaches and that that have given this time to yeah. them in the run up to it. When you look at yourself, you know, and the team that's around you, do you think that this would have been possible without them? No. Mm-hmm. Just just like just mentally like I could like I could have easily gone in like gone into a mentally dark place. Yeah. Like for me, that's boxing's what keeps me going and the mm-hmm. fact that I've been out of the ring almost a year now. Yeah. Um, I put a post on last night thanking like everyone who were involved. Yeah. Like during this road to recovery, um, like especially like Mike, the hand surgeon, who, who was like, I just find him like he's got the patience of a saint. Like, yeah. Just to be putting up with me now, I, I yeah. like I apologise to him so much for like <laughs> ruining his good work and stuff. But Mike was very understanding. Isn't yeah. that very nice guy? Um, and then obviously, like doing my strength conditioning with over at Danny's. Danny, like yeah. he, he was doing loads of extra work with me. Um, working on grip strength and everything like that. Um, nutritionist who's obviously helped me recover mm-hmm. and heal well just through the correct foods and stuff like that. So 
Yeah, I just feel like... Is it overwhelming to have this, like all these people who are specialists in their fields and including uh, Andrew, Steffi, your coach as well. Yeah, we'll not forget about anyone. <laughs> <laughs> but, you know, to have, have them want to invest their own time in you because they see something in you, they want to be part of your journey. Like for not Terry Harper, the, the world champion, but Terry Harper, the, you know, girl from South Yorkshire, is that overwhelming to feel that so many people believe in you so much and yeah. see your potential? Yeah, obviously Andrew's Andrew's been the one from the beginning who's always been banging the drum, screaming and yeah. shouting about me, and, and still is. Yeah. Um, so like for me, I feel like it's like we are a family, and it's, yeah. as cliche as it sounds, mm-hmm. and that's what everybody says. But yeah, it's mm-hmm. like I probably spend more time with these guys day in day out than yeah. what I do see some members of my family and stuff like that. So um, I've met friends for life, and mm-hmm. like I know everyone in my team's got my best interests at art and. Um, they all just want the best for me. Mm-hmm. So I've got. When you team. look back on like when you started and that time that you kind of went away from the sport and you know probably just finding yourself or figuring mm-hmm. out what you want to do and that whole now iconic text message or you know DM that that yeah. he has <laughs> <laughs> that he likes to hash out all the yeah. time. <laughs> but it's so good, you know, because it like I think if anything, it shows how easily that people can miss their opportunity yeah. to be great. Yeah. That's what I take from it. It's like how close you could have come to going, no, you know what, it's not, I'm not yeah. going back into it. Yeah. When you look back at that time now, do you believe in faith? Do you believe that, you know, this is all part of, you know, I would call it sole purpose or like the reason you're here, like you're, the, this journey has been mapped out for you. Yeah. How do you feel about it? So I, I always believe in everything happens for a reason. Yeah. Um, and I do always say I'm grateful for the time I did have away from the sport because yeah. that's made me so passionate about it now. And mm-hmm. like for me, it's, it's all I think about. I could just, all my all my time, energy, it's just boxing. And I, yeah. I do feel sorry for my friends, family, my partner, Jen. Yeah. Obviously, because like everything, it's just 100% into the sport now. And maybe I can at times be selfish. Yeah. Um, but I just think it's a short career. Yeah. Um, And if I want to have a good life, obviously when... Mm-hmm. I'm in mid thirties, mid thirties. Whenever I retire, then I know I've put hundred percent effort in in these younger years mm-hmm. when it's work, when it's means the most. And yeah, like like you said, I, I do think like this is the path that was I was meant to take, and mm-hmm. um, I just make sure now that I'm telling the younger ones that are coming up and through, like don't it, like when the ones that I see that are talented, I'm like don't fizzle out, don't go yeah. and want to do what your mates are doing because like what's wrong with being different and mm. I know it's like when you're young you feel like you're missing out you're missing out on parties and you're missing out on eating what you want you're up early training in the morning but that's the dedication that'll give a good life in the future so absolutely what do you think it is about <clears throat> kids you know we see it all the time like especially in amateur clubs where you have these boys and girls with absolute potential and they don't realize their potential and they've coaches that are drilling into them every week you can be a world champion you can be a world champion then they get to like 16 17 18 and they drop off yeah and then you know I've been doing this nearly a decade and I've seen guys that have dropped off just as I started and now it's kind of too late for them because they're like seven eight years older and already they have regrets of not giving us their potential for what like for you know a session on the weekend with yeah. your with your friends yeah. who 
you know, don't know what they want to do yeah. or are still figuring out, you know, how great they can be. If even, if even that will ever happen for them, you know? Yeah, yeah that's true. Um, I just think this is what, like, I say sad at such a young age, especially if you've done it all them years. Like, yeah. from, like, I, I've always been spotted growing up through school and stuff. Um, post started amateur boxing at 10 years old. So, yeah. like, all I knew were in the gym and then I think that's why I kind of fizzled out because I wanted yeah. to go and live a normal life yeah and be like everyone else but then once you live in that life you're like oh yeah as I say it's boring a couple like, of weeks yeah so like for me now there's like I always feel like like everyone I know there's people close to me that tell me that oh you changed or oh, you're changing mm-hmm. but I feel like it's because I don't want to be like everyone else yes. like everyone was partying on a week I'm more I'm happy staying at home yeah watching anything to do with boxing or chilling yeah. or getting me recovery in rather than uh, yeah. partying and stuff like that like that lifestyle's not for me and mm-hmm. I don't think it'll ever be a part of me now um do you ever feel like you're missing out like do you ever feel like there's a part of you that is like that you know a small part that will crave that not an athlete lifestyle uh I think sometimes like obviously my partner Jen she she's like she she enjoys socializing she enjoys yeah. a party and stuff and I feel like like sometimes I think does she deserve someone who likes to do yeah. that type of stuff or yeah um who can share that type of lifestyle with her but uh luckily for me she puts up with, obviously she puts up with me I put yeah. up with her it's like we like chalk and cheese but kind we kind of balance each other and we're very understanding obviously of each other mm-hmm. and um but yeah, it's just like for me, it's just for for the next ten years, everything's just going to be dedicated yeah. to boxing. I think maybe with with you and Jen as well, like from the outside, I'm like with you and Jen as well. You know, let me. T- <laughs> well, I'm just getting Jen off. Listen, <laughs> Jen, come in. <laughs> but you know, like from- we got a counselling <laughs> session. <laughs> We've duped you into it. But you know, from the outside, if it, it appears that she's. You know, it's like probably one of those things that your relationship does seem to be so solid. So that's probably why you have the security of going, you know, like it's only 10 years. And if I do this now and we'll be able to build this amazing future with each other. And it's like one of those things where you meet people in the sports that kind of want to stay away from relationships because of that mentality of I need to be selfish and it's not fair to the other person. But it really is, I suppose, having someone who's understanding and who gets it. And once you have, you know, understanding communication then it can be done i yeah. mean you're proof of it yeah. right yeah especially days when i'm hungry and starving yeah and is she bad though is she still eating front oh, of you yeah <laughs> it is it's a joke to be fair she'll come in with takeaway and sit and eat it no but, Jen. yeah recently <laughs> when i've just started working with lee ricards my nutritionist yeah and he were telling me that just being around like food like smelling nice foods and stuff like that while you're on a diet can yeah. make you like hold on to hold on to weight and stuff like that so i'm like jen no more eating around me stop yeah, yeah. really yeah crazy no way yeah. just like because the in your body just yeah. feels like it's eating it i don't know what it is but that seems wholly unfair yeah, I'm, I don't, I'm not clued up enough up there to, to understand fully but yeah that's what lee was no saying no way yeah. Okay, well, the salary's coming out later on. I'm going to be sniffing salary. No more sitting in restaurants <laughs> smelling nice food. No, God, what a disaster. But um, one thing that I must, uh, you know, not commend you on, but I suppose 
a huge part of Terry Harper, the boxer, is how open you've been about your relationship with Jen, about being gay, about your support for LGBTQ community and how, you know, it's been, I think, a comfort for a lot of like fans that have wanted someone to come to the forefront and to show their you know, openness and acceptedness of, yeah. of who they are. Yeah. How was that for you? Because you are quite, I wouldn't say shy, but reserved. Yeah. And, you know, I imagine you don't really want to talk about, you know, your personal life that often. But was this something that was important for you to to speak about? Uh, see, like for me, I don't try and like ram it down people's yeah. throats or anything like that. Like, I just think if I'm not hurting you, you're not hurting me, then yeah. what does it matter? So um always been open like I never feel like I'm, I've, I've had to hide and like, I've been I, I'd say I've been quite lucky with the social media side mm. of, like not really getting many trolls or anything but like I feel like I've matured now and mm. if I do get a troll comment it's just straight up ahead yeah um, it's, it's like I don't I don't know who they are so it it don't bother me my family and my friends everyone who who matters the most and cares um they're all they're all happy and um I think the main thing is just like if I like me being open if I can just like encourage uh, mm. someone younger or it might, might mean someone older who's struggling with, yeah. to come to terms with yeah. who they truly are uh, if I can help them in some way then I think mm. that's mission accomplished and I remember when I first when I first turned over professional I had like the rainbow flag on my boxing shorts yeah. just little things like a rainbow gum shield um, but I do remember one time when I just boxed I think it was at Sheffield Arena, not as a matchroom fighter, but on a ma- on the matchroom card. Um, it's like I got out of the ring and Jenna came over and gave me a kiss, like yeah. you know, in front of all these. I know, like, oh no, she just kissed me in front of all these. Like, oh, yeah. what's gonna happen now? But, but yeah, I've been. I've, luckily, I've been accepted from from day one. So, what was the fear in that? That you know, people would just be shocked, or like I don't, I don't know, really. I don't yeah. know. Because obviously you were, you were obviously open with your family. Yeah, they, yeah. Everyone knew yeah. that you were, you know, in a relationship with her. Yeah, I don't know. Maybe because it was like on TV and stuff. Like yeah. that. <laughs> <laughs> well, now we can't get Jen off the TV. It's my favourite <laughs> oh, bit when you fight, when they yeah, show her yeah. in the in the audience. It's like, like the best thing ever. Jen. Be on your best behaviour. <laughs> <laughs> but, you know, why do you think that it's so difficult for maybe even not so much women, but men in sports to yeah. come out and be open? What was the rugby player's name that came out Gareth Williams is it you know the Welsh guy did he go in Big Brother yeah yeah no, I know yeah, yeah I can't remember his name yeah. uh, uh, you did a little Google there Danielle producer Danielle <laughs> is doing a little Google um but I remember when he came out and it was like all oh, this shock you know maybe because he's like very Gareth Thomas thank you very much Danielle <laughs> <laughs> we need to get Mike in here for you um but when he came out and everyone was so shocked and maybe it's because rugby it's the masculine sport yeah. is the stereotype yeah. and it's just like you know it's just it just doesn't make much sense but then when I looked at it I was like there is so many athletes that don't come out yeah and you know maybe it's because of brand because they think yeah. of fear or different things but it seems like, you know, with people like yourself and Amanda Lowe, Leoa, Loa in the UFC. Oh, yeah, yeah. You know, obviously. Oh, they're cute. They are goals, aren't they? Serious goals. They have the little baby yeah. now and stuff, you know. Yeah. So, like, it's like people like you guys that are making it just, it is what it is. And, yeah. like, let's move yeah. forward and, like, let's not have it even be an issue anymore, yeah. you know. Yeah. 
true. I was like, I, like at it, and I was like, um, everyone used to be like, oh, female boxing, like female this. It's not like now. Yes. I'm just a boxer. Yeah. Uh, same as like me being in a gay relationship. I'm just in a relationship. Yeah. And like that's all. That's all it is to me. So that's when when I, it throws me off. Like when someone comes and asks me a question about being gay, and I'm like, whoa, I almost forgot. But yeah, exactly, yeah. exactly. You know, but it is it is one of those things that is important to be spoken about yeah. because yeah. I always think you know I have so many um, friends from the LGBTQ community and like. I it's always a twister, that it's a t- <laughs> even I don't attempt to. And I always feel like I leave out a letter. I'm like, have I left out a letter here? Who am I leaving out? <laughs> but you know, I remember one of my really good friends. You know, he I spoke to him about when he used to be when we used to be best friends when we were younger. You know, and I used to have a crush on him. And I remember when uh, you know one of my friends says, you know, and his name is Terry as well, oh, yeah. Terrence. And he said, you know, Terry's gay, right? I was like. What? You know, I was so shocked. I should have known. We used to wear Spice Girl boots yeah, and like his yeah. eyeliner. And I should have known, you know. But I remember uh, talking to him uh, last year, and you know, we were having a few drinks, and I was like, "Tell me again about coming out." And he was saying about like the absolute fear that was in his heart to tell his mom, who yeah. was like so, so, so open and accepting. You yeah. know, I feel like if there was anything going on in my life, his mom would be the person I would tell. She's yeah. that open. Yeah. And we just had this really lovely conversation about like the fear in his heart and how he now wants to, you know, speak openly about it yeah. because he thinks about people who and like that older people and yeah. younger people who feel like they're lost in that they can't come out and that they'll be judged and won't be accepted. Yeah. And it's like I think it's a freeing thing as a person in your life when you kind of realize that, you know, as long as you are true to yourself, no yeah. matter what the situation is, it doesn't matter what anyone else thinks, yeah. as long as you're not living a lie. Yeah. That's it, right? Yeah. So like, like going back before, obviously when I was younger and discovering my sexuality and stuff and, and really like struggling to come to terms with it. Like my, my family's most laid back. Yeah. Uh, my dad's like the coolest guy. He's just- a tattooer? You know, free tattoos. Uh, <laughs> even though I'm getting one lasered off. Um, but yeah, it's like the most laid, ga- laid back guy. And um, it, my dad just loves everyone and is, is very open minded and stuff. And but I remember just like being being petrified and really, yeah. Like I used to just like watch YouTube video after YouTube video. Um, but idiot, I forgot to delete history. So that so I think of well, like how to come out to your parents. To your parents. No yeah. way. So I think my dad and my stepmom already kind of obviously were half expecting it, but um, yeah. So like one night I wrote them this long letter, like can't remember what in it, but I just um, put it under their pillar. So then I ran to go to sleep in my bedroom, and then like wide awake, I can't sleep. So I went and got the letter back, ran back into my bedroom, and then I just sent them a text, and I'm like, I've got something to tell you, and they're like, yeah, and I'm just like, I'm gay, and my dad was just like. Well, I'm just glad you're not pregnant. And that's that's all he said. So, and then like the the next day, my dad always took me to school. Like I, I'd refuse walking to school because I was just I don't know. Like I was quite lazy back then. I don't know if I was lazy, but I just couldn't bother to walk to school. Can't believe it, professional athlete, yeah. lazy. Yeah. So, um, but for a week solid, I'd walk to school. Really. He avoided my pet, like my dad and my stepmom. Um, and then obviously after a week, I came around and. Yeah, that's it. How old were you when this was going on? Uh, 15, just turned 15. No way, okay. No, 14 actually. 14. 14, yeah. Yeah. And now you look back on it like, 
Did you look back on it now and go like, what was I so freaked out about? Yeah, I think it's because I was so young. Yeah. I don't know if I would... I think that's probably one of the best ways for me to come out, really. Would yeah. Have, yeah. The um, letter is actually quite sweet, though, isn't it? Yeah, but I don't know what... I think I just screwed that up. Like, yeah. Stuff that. <laughs> send a text. <laughs> that's a very meaty... like century now. <laughs> we don't need no letters. <laughs> that's a bit... It's a very, like, you know, see, like, writing yeah. out this long letter in the candlelit, you know, room. <laughs> and uh, they'd be like, what am I doing? Get that bloody letter back. <laughs> but... Let's talk about, you know, the journey that you've been on and, you know, talking about like having that want to not be normal. Let's explore that. Like, what is it in you that you've recognized that you're like, I don't want a normal life. I want to be different. I want to be great. I want to naturally, you want to be the best at what you do. Where do you think that's come from in you? So I I think... Obviously, when I came away from this, came away from boxing, mm-hmm. sixteen. How long was it that you were away for? Uh, four years. Okay. Um, I did come back and have a senior fight though, but but like I was straight back out really. Yeah. So it was just like in and out. We're back on the sesh. Yeah. <laughs> but it's like I didn't. I've never been like party or anything. Like that. I yeah. went to uni. I never went out partying at uni. I just like commuted. But yeah. like straight away, as soon as I left school, started working. Also, chip shop and stuff like yeah. that. Good old chip shop. Yeah. Um, but like, I just like like simple life. But like, yeah. uh, I always knew there was some something missing. Mm. Um, and this, like, especially now, like when I first when Andrew first got me up, like to turn professional, came back to it, and I was just loving it. Mm. And then I know, like, soon as I've had a fight, I'm back, like partying then with, with everyone around mm-hmm. me and stuff for a week and then then you go back to the gym and you, you crack back on but like I just think there's like so many people that just like live for the weekend and yes uh, just not just not looking after the sense like I'm not yeah. here to preach out for someone to live the life I always say it to Jen like like I said Jen likes like socialize likes pie likes to drink and I always tell her I'm not here to tell you how to live your life yeah but you could maybe yeah a little bit like yeah. just trying to encourage her to live an healthier lifestyle mm-hmm. and stuff but for me yeah um I th- yeah just I just couldn't imagine how mm. imagine living a normal life and I think as well from the health perspective is that when you live a clean lifestyle yeah. for a long day a period yeah. of time like you would in a flight camp and then you you have your fight you win and you go on you know yeah you, you relax yeah. you go on holidays whatever it is you feel you recognize how your body yeah, feels and then like you go you poison your body yeah and yeah. it's like fuck, even I was with doing food this. like poison with food totally and, stuff, yeah, you're, and like, you're like imagine if i'd done this for another six weeks like where yeah. would i be yeah but then when you get into that cycle i always even for myself when i'm like being disciplined and at the gym or eating clean or whatever and then i'm like oh, i'm gonna have a week off or yeah. you know it's something's going on a birthday or something and you take that week off and it's so hard to get back yeah. into it but once you do you're like i'm so grateful that yeah I'm back on the train, you know what I mean, of like eating clean. But that, you know, that conversation of people who just want to work a job and party on the weekend, there's absolutely nothing wrong with that. Yeah, which is fair enough. It's it's like, I know people enjoy working a nine to five. Oh, my bill is going, sorry. We need a biscuit. (laughs) We need a biscuit Um, in here. (laughs) Yeah, I'm not getting any snack down in a minute. So people enjoy like working nine to fives. Yeah. Coming home, relaxing, switching off from yeah. work. Um, 
obviously then going and enjoying the weekend which they more than deserve but for me yeah. it's just like I think I need more summit to keep me ticking. ticking over yeah yeah I need something to focus on yeah otherwise like some I was talking to Jason from gym I said what, what are you like on a Sunday which is like as rest day mm. and I, I said do you get depressed and he's like yeah and I'm like yeah, yeah. me too this is Jason Cunningham so, yeah yeah and I'm just like I ate rest like even though you need them you need a rest day yeah I just I just ate it so I try and like then fill my day up mm. like taking his little sister out to the cinema uh, even though I can't eat all these sweets and stuff. Um, but yeah, like going on a walk, uh, mm-hmm. going to sauna and just just trying to structure my day because yeah. like once I'm out of routine, throws me off, like especially when I had the second operation on this because it took some bone off my hip and stuff. I wasn't allowed to do no exercise. Mm. So I'm literally like the bar house for two weeks. Sitting with yourself. Doing my, my own editing. So yeah. yeah, I think that's what it is. So with that then, you know, obviously you're in the pinnacle of your career right now, but do you ever think about after boxing? Yeah, scares me. Don't like to think. This is, this yeah. is, and I'm, I'm 24 and I'm scared already of that. This is it. This yeah. is it. This is why I'm asking because yeah. I even in myself, I'm like, you know, I would work seven days a week at yeah. doing this. No problem. Don't question it. But I think about, you know, well, what do I do after it? But it's a lot different for you because I could potentially always do media, could always do yeah. little bits in some yeah. way. But for you to be a professional athlete, you know it's going to end. It's not going to yeah. last forever. How does that sit with you? So I don't like I don't like the thought of it, but yeah. like luckily for me, I'm still so young, mm. and I know I've got touch wood, all been well lit, the hand and everything. I've just I've got many years, many years at, at this at this mm-hmm. game and. Um, I know I'm going to experience some some amazing times and create some good memories. Mm-hmm. Um, and hopefully, like, once I've finished, I can continue with the sport, whether that's um, coaching, managing, yeah. mm-hmm. whatever. But, yeah. Well, I know you do the little... You have your little camps, Terry. Yeah. What are they called again? Um, so, today I've done a... I've had, a, like, a group of girls from... Rotherham area so that's yeah. like a it's like a summer camp so they sent like a group group of girls in uh I have them for four hours and like a good group of girls it's just it's nice and refreshing to see young girls walking through the gym uh first time they've ever put a pair of gloves on yeah. and teaching them the basics as well as having crack with them having a laugh and yeah. like just getting to know the personalities and stuff like that and mm-hmm. And I think sometimes as a, as a boxer, you can get caught up in your own world and your own bubble, boxing yeah. bubble, and it's nice mm. to like speak to others and listen to yeah. their interests and yeah. like just something other than boxing. Um, but we also uh, the gym's also been running summer camps and they're crazy. On these the summer camps are Monday, Monday, Wednesday, Thursday, Friday, and there's like 30 kids in the gym at once yeah what are they like with you are they like oh my god yeah it's like the champ there you are yes they make me feel famous to be fair so like we're not come on you are famous terry harper come on no they're they're a good group and um yeah but the third when it's 30 kids it drains you yeah i go home and i'm like oh i'd rather do a 10 round spar with mike tyson and that but yeah it's good and it's nice to see the the fun side of boxing. Yeah. Instead of it being serious, yeah. serious, serious. What do they say to you? 
can I have your autograph? Really? <laughs> no. Are you like, I gave you one three days ago. <laughs> yeah. You've asked me every day. <laughs> I'm like, can I have a percentage on what you're selling it for? Yeah. Um, no, so a lot of them always want to just like, you know, go on, go on the yeah. pads and stuff like yeah. that. Um, can you remember there being anyone in your life when you were growing up that would have had that impact? Because obviously you are a champion. You're at the height of your career. You know, you are Terry Harper. But to children even more so you know you yeah. see even with like you know pop stars or singers with children they're just like oh, so enamored and like you really you know if you listen to anyone who's like had a story or who's done anything they can almost always tell you know there was this person that inspired yeah. me or even if it's a teacher in a school yeah that's that's what i was just gonna say so for me um obviously always being sporty yeah um, my first my first sport was football mm. um and I think I just like every sport like you threw at me to try. I just, I just loved it, and um, so I'd say my biggest like inspirations like growing up definitely my PE teachers. Um, yeah. You could call me a teacher's pet. Really? Like, yeah, or bad. Oh, <laughs> bad at school. It's a bit cringe to be fair. I used to run to class so I want like. Stop yeah. it. Were you really really smart? Yeah. Well, I've I've got a screenshot of my results of day actually because I th- forgot what I got. And yeah. I, like you know when your memories come up on. Yeah. Facebook and someone asked me what I got in my grades and I'm like, oh, I got like, I got more B's than I thought. So like mainly B's and I got an A in obviously PE sport. Um, but anything extra I could do in that PE, like yeah. PE block, I would. I'd be doing like, every day extracurriculum in, in PE and playing for all sports teams on, for, for the school and stuff. And like my PE teachers were always telling, I remember at one point they were telling me, Terry, you're always going to be a gunner. Cause like when I, yeah. when I came away from the sport, so yeah, I'm gonna get back to it, and this was like going on for about a year. And yeah. they're like, "Terry, you're always gonna be a gunner if you don't, if you don't like, just go and do it." What do or, you mean like, by a gunner? What does that mean? Like if I if I say I'm gonna do, I'm I'm gonna oh, do. Oh, a it. gunner! Oh, you're like I'm, I'm gonna, gonna do. do. Yeah. Right. I think you meant like a yeah, gunner. Yeah, yeah. No, no, not shooting anyone. <laughs> a life of crime for Terry Harper. <laughs> <laughs> That's your headline. <laughs> um, but yeah, so that kind of made me like sit back and realize like can't just say I'm going to do something. I've, yeah. I've got to go and do it. And like one one piece of advice that one of my PE teachers gave me was like take every opportunity mm-hmm. that's given to you, no matter how big or small it may seem like. Yes. Just, go, just go and do it. That is such good advice. Yeah. And that's like stuck with me from. Just say yes. Yeah. That's something that I always, sometimes I think it's a bad thing because I can't say no. Yeah. Like I, any opportunity, I'm like, just say yes. And then afterwards, I think it was, I remember reading a book, um, and it was like quoting Richard Branson, obviously Virgin Media, Virgin Airplanes, jets, whatever, whatever he does. Rockets. Rockets. Space rockets. Space. <laughs> <laughs> Aliens, you know, the whole lot. But I remember them, um, him having a really, really famous quote of saying, just say yes. And even if you can't do it or you don't know how to do it, figure it out afterwards. Yeah. Just always yeah. take the opportunity. And that's something I think about all the time, you know, because like, you just don't know what can come of yeah. any situation. And if you fail or you don't get the job or the, you know, something else comes from it, you have the experience. Yeah. Like it's just a bit of experience, yeah. right? That's what it's all about. Yeah, it's true. Any of those teachers get in touch with you? Yeah, so, um, so like, yeah, so when I left school, I went, I did sixth form. So yeah. I stayed in the school. Yeah. Uh, What's yeah. sixth form now? We don't like, is that? It's like, like you've got college or sixth form. So sixth forms still based at the like high schools and stuff. right okay Secondary right schools. right okay not American, <laughs> um or you can go to college but, okay so, so i chose to stick 
it's kind of like a year for you to figure out what you're doing kind yeah, of thing is it years, right two okay. years yeah um and then our home and like home and an army if i were going to go to uni and that like yeah. terry just go yeah uh so then i went to sheffield allen to study uh sports coaching and then we were allowed to do like well you have a you have like a time where you do placement i think it's for a couple of months so yeah. you'll do like work placement back to back to uh secondary school uh like can i can i come and do my work placement here i just didn't want to leave yeah um I think now, if, if they offered me a job, I'd be like, yeah, I'll come, oh, and, I'll come and teach. Um, but yeah, so recently I had an email off um, one of my PE teachers and they were like, would you mind uh, coming up to school? Obviously, when they're back after school holidays. And I'm like, yeah, definitely. Uh, just, just have a little chat or yeah, to meet belt, everyone. Tech belts up, uh, see all kids. Also catch up with some of the teachers and yeah, and just get back to old times, really. When it's you nice get to- home after that, like, what goes through your head? Do you know, I've, I've done a few school school visits during yeah. these six week holidays and um, I just I just think these these times are like precious and mm. these can be the, the time where like kids are choosing which path to take. And mm-hmm. so I think it's very important. And the more like people that can go in and like influence and guide mm. these kids to make the right choices and stuff, yeah. like the better. So is that important to you? Yeah, because. I think it's so easy to go to go down the wrong path. Yeah. Like, also when like when I when I came away from sport and obviously after uni and stuff, I wasn't really doing much. I uh, worked in chip shop, then I got another job, um, drinking on a weekend, just yeah. not not doing not, nothing with my life. So mm-hmm. like again, I was living for a weekend. You couldn't you can easily go down the wrong path and like just it's too easy done. So I think you need them. Mm. You need someone coming in and drilling you. Hundred percent. Last week I had Kit Galahad on and same thing, he spoke about how, you know, boxing essentially had saved his life. Yeah. And a conversation that he had with Nazian Hammers. As you do, I was like, yeah. like I was in the local mosque with uh, Nazian Hammers. I was like, as in the prince. I was like, that is too big. But, he, you know, he was talking about how he had been in this kind of life where, you know, it was the wrong path and it was very close to being the really wrong path. Yeah. And boxing saved him. And, you know, I'm, I don't come, I come from a, a very privileged background. You know what yeah. I mean? I never, you know, there was, there's never, I was never around crime. I was never yeah. around anything like that. So I'm very naive to that environment and probably a little bit ignorant where I'm like, but why, why can't they just not choose that life? You know what yeah, I mean? Like, yeah. why does it just do, yeah. you know, find what they love? And he's like, you don't understand it. It's like, because in your community, the people who have money, the people who you perceive to be successful, that you know have everything are people like drug dealers or yeah, criminals yeah and there's no doctors there's no you know people lawyers there's no professional athletes you know what i mean world champions and he's like that's what will eventually shape your perception of what you want to be or who you want to be that's so heartbreaking yeah you know to think that yeah. it's literally as easy as just being an influence or being someone who's doing something great in the community that yeah. can inspire children so I get why, you know, it would be important to you. Yeah. And like, I, I know I've been speaking, I don't know if you've done anything with Anthony yet. Thompson? Yeah. 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 So like, he's been telling His me. program. Yeah. So yeah. obviously he was, he was involved in gangs and stuff mm-hmm. growing this up. This is Anthony Thompson. Like yeah. years he was involved in obviously being in prison and stuff. Yeah. And the fact now that he's going to be going into schools mm-hmm. and, and like just educating the kids that yeah. that lifestyle's not all it seems mm-hmm. and. 
there's, there's better things you can choose to do so and in the case of anthony in particular you know that's a testament to his character because and same with yourself as well you know you're a world champion you you're at the the height of your career you don't have to do that you don't have to yeah. be doing a summer camp yeah. and like like that with him he's made the right choice and now he's turned his life around and he doesn't have to do that yeah. but it's it's in you to want to do it yeah. you know and that's there you guys are the real heroes you know what i mean if you're i know that's like you're the real heroes this is your life I'm like, is there a cape behind her? Danielle, please bring in uh, uh, the hero cape for uh, Terry Harper. Uh, but you know what I mean? Like, it's that thing of you don't have to do it and it's the want to do it. That That's what, yeah. make peop- that, that's what makes a champion, yeah. you know? What do you think? Great question, Lydia, leading on to that. What do you think makes a great champion? No, but seriously, like what, when you think of yourself as a champion, like, what are the qualities that you feel like you want to portray to the world? What What's important to you? Humble. Yes. True to yourself. Tick. Tick. Help others. Tick. Um, so not forgetting where you come from. Mm-hmm. Um, and just, obviously, you need things like dedication. And yeah. I know there's plenty of days where I wake up and I'm like, oh. Do you really? Yeah. All, like, all the time. I would rather be in bed, but. Yeah. Um. You just realise these are sacrifices that need to be made. And what is what is the process when you're in bed and you wake up and you're like, I don't want to go. Like, do you snooze the alarm? Do, is there something in your stomach that goes, get up, Terry? So, like, I've probably got better. Do you look at the I'm belt? Like, <laughs> the belt in the corner of your <laughs> Do you know sometimes when I'm cleaning my belt cabinet, I'm like, oh my God, these are mine. Like, that, it's, it's insane. What was mine? I'm like, look, I was wife. They're mine. Um, it's just like, I don't struggle getting up now. Like I've I've got yeah. into a good routine. Like yeah. whereas like now I'm more a morning person than I am a night. I'd be in bed for half eight asleep, yeah. happily, um, and then wake. I, I do like early mornings. Um, so like on a Sunday when it's my rest day, I'm up at seven, half seven. Um, but that to me, commiserations, that Jen. To me, seems late. <laughs> so like, um, yeah. So I, I, obviously I, I got trained. Do you know when what gets me most when I know I've got oh. a when I've got a hard run. So like right. when I've got my 30 second max sprints, which I did yeah. last night, that's when it gets me most. That's when it's like, especially the dark mornings, dark nights. Yeah. Um, but what, what gets me is like when I'm driving over to Danny's gym at like half six in the morning mm. and you see people working and going to their nine to five job. Yeah. They've got a face miserable as sin. And, and I just think, well, I'm driving to gym mm. to train yeah, to do something I love. Yes. And I'm back home in two hours. Mm-hmm. Got rest of the day to myself. Mm-hmm. It's just like, I just think, easy life. Easy life. It, you it, want to call it. It is what it is. Yeah. You know, but it's an easy life from the context of... Doing something you love. Doing something you love. That's yeah. exactly it. Yeah. yeah. It's yeah. not a chore. So, mm. yeah. And being you know a very small percentage of people in the world who know what they want to do yeah i think that's the hardest thing for people isn't it like figuring out like what is it people think when they finish school or they're in college that it will just come to them like this not everyone is that lucky you know some people just get jobs and they're in it then yeah see like i love all the stories that have come from lockdown like people obviously who've gone from working nine to five jobs that they absolutely ate and obviously they've been forced obviously to stay at home and mm. and then they find they find the love and 
they find what they love to do and they've made a business from it. So yeah. like take you off to them people who've Absolutely. gone out and they've hit rock bottom and now they've yeah. thriving, yeah. It's good. And th- yeah, that's because obviously lockdown was bleeding awful for all of yeah, us. Yeah, not that it's living like that for everyone. <laughs> Mad times. I mean, some people just went on the session even harder for the, yeah. for the year and a half. But, um, you know, there has been those stories of like, just positive stories of finding something that you want to do, being brave enough to go, well, look, we're kind of up shit's Greeks here anyway, so we might yeah. as well just do whatever we want. Yeah. So there has been like some positive stories that have come of it. But one thing that I want to ask you as well is like, so you're, when you meet Terry Harper, your demeanor is very laid back, quiet, humble, you know. And then when we see it in the ring, it's a completely different animal. Yeah, switch. Switch. Where, what happens? Like, do you physically feel it when you're in there? Like a switch that goes, okay, champion Um, is going to come out now. So like, yeah, I do. I am very laid back and chilled. But like once... For me, it's like once you, once you're in changing room, like your nerves start. Yeah. Like I'm pretty relaxed. Like when I was younger, and obviously boxing amateur, I used to struggle with my nerves. And really? Yeah. Before you go, before yeah, you go into yeah. the ring. Um, but I think coming away and then starting professional, I, I can remember being in changing room on my debut, and I just felt like calm. Like yeah, I think Andrew had like some reason for that. Like he were good. My amateur coach Polly was like, nah, 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 you need to do this, you need to yeah. do that, and like that got me. Or for, you need someone very calm. Yeah, so, um, yeah, okay. so Andrew was like, the laughing, the joking in changing mm. room. And I'm like, oh, what's happening here? It's, it's chill. So you're yeah. like, but like once your hands are wrapped and mm. your music's playing and you yeah. start what, What's up, your music? What's going on in the, in I like, the changing room? I like pink. Yeah, yeah okay, okay. A bit, a bit of pink. I'm uh, trouble. <laughs> <laughs> um, that's good vocals. Like. Yeah. Well, I used to be singer, Terry Harper. <laughs> Did you? Yeah. Uh, yeah. yeah, I think of another song by end. Um, <laughs> yeah, so like Anne's rapped, song music's playing, you you starting tapping away on pads and stuff like yeah. that, and like that's that's it for me. And it's just, like once you walk into the ring, your blinkers mm. are on, you're fully focused on the job yeah. that you need to do. And I know like Andrew's like telling me stuff in me ears, but you're just like that focused. Yeah, I remember like back in February, obviously 2020, before lockdown, fighting at Sheffield Arena front of thousands of people like that's like most people have ever boxed in front of and yeah. like some people would have gone into the sh- like into the show and been like scared but I feel like you don't you don't really click on what's happening around you yeah. until so like walking to the ring like everything's just in a blur really and it's like once the job were done then like oh, Andrew will like take a look around you like let's soak it in because yes. these are the moments that that mean like the most so like obviously when the job were done then you look around and you're like wow as if I've just done that like, is it is it kind of when you're walking out when you're making those kind of ring walks does it is it like slow motion like can you remember it when you look back and you can you vividly remember it or are you just like can't really remember yeah that? yeah 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 man no it's, it's it so weird like yeah. I don't know how many like how many ring walks have we seen we've seen bloody thousands you know yeah. but when you think about it it's such it's the beauty of the sport, isn't it? Like, it's such a weird thing. Yeah. <laughs> you know what I mean? It's like getting in there and like, it's it's gladiator shit, isn't yeah. it? It's literally gladiator yeah. shit. All, all eyes on you. Totally. Do you know what gets me? Like, Go on. always been shy person. Like, yeah. like growing up through school, I won't be able to make eye contact with like teachers and stuff. You know what I'm talking about? I'm a bit yeah. of a weirdo, I think. No. Um, Go on. 
But but like I, I remember when I first turned on a professional, Andrew was like, "You need to do interviews." And like like I was saying earlier, like yeah. if I knew I had an interview, You'd like next next week, if I knew I had an interview next week, all week, all weekend, it's just on my mind. So see, I forgot what I'm gonna say now. You're talking about the the, the experience oh, of yeah, like yeah, so, going out there. So like if and I can remember at university, one of my like one of my lessons, I had to stand up in front of everyone and like publicly speak. Yeah. And I was just like, I had a piece of paper, then I just went, I can't do it. Like, bright red, I went, I can't do it. And the lecturer was looking at me, she's like, what do you mean? I went, I can't do it. So I went and sat down, and I was just like, bright red. And I was just like, oh, my God, like, am I ever going to get like over this, like, stage fright? Yeah. Um, so the fact that I weren't able to do that, but as soon as you're chucking me in a boxing ring in front of thousands of people, yeah, mm. I'll, I'll happily do that. Um, is it not, is it like a, a um, like a... What's the words? Um, an alternative. Yeah, like it's like alter ego. Yeah, like people tell you, like, like Beyonce when she says she goes on stage, yeah, she's like a completely yeah, alter ego. Just like you're someone else. Yeah, that's it. I think that's yeah. it because probably because I've got that much confidence on the boxing side. Mm. Whereas when I'm talking, I always think, oh my god, I've said this word wrong or it's yeah. like I said so much, scared of saying so much stupid. Yeah, and I think that's what it is, but. Obviously now, like the like, you probably heard my voice at the beginning of this podcast. I'm like, because oh, I was so nervous. You probably pick up on that, then. Um, no, but now, no, like, no. obviously relax. Like, yeah. I just think the more you chuck your sense into doing something yeah. and and force your sense to do it, the yeah. obviously the the better you get. What What is the fear for you? Is it that you'll say something stupid or that you look stupid or? Yeah, yeah probably a bit of everything, really. I think. Yeah, but do you know? N- now that you are the champ, you know, and you like undefeated, signed to matchroom, like, you know, tick, 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 all the things. Do you notice the room changing a little bit when you walk into it? Like how people treat you or perceive you? Has it changed since you, you've kind of got all these accolades? Uh, I don't know. Not really. Just like just people who obviously recognize you and they're coming, yeah. obviously coming and speak to you and they're singing your praises and like, do you know what gets me most when someone will just come up to me and be like, oh my God, it's you. Like, can I have a picture in the proper checking? And I just think, yeah, it's only me. Calm down, come and have a picture. Like, it just blows my mind that people are like that. And, um, But I think it's like got me used to just talking to strangers. Yeah. Like never before I would have been able to just have a conversation with a stranger. Yeah. Whereas yeah. now like they come and tell me stuff more than what I know about me. And I'm like, oh yeah. yeah. And then like a full conversation with a stranger, which... Is it a weird... Oh, is it a weird experience to like have people recognize you yeah. you know can you remember like the first couple when was it the first time that we sort of said okay things are changing now everyone's starting to recognize me well they didn't recognize me they recognized jen <laughs> <laughs> um so, of course they did yeah. <laughs> uh, we just obviously the fought i fought the on the sheffield show in february against eva and then yeah we just i took my mom and my two sisters and then me and jen we flew out to uh, Grand Canaria and then we just like got to a hotel and this guy like his neck like proper snap like that and he went he went to Jen well you want Sky overnight stop it yeah and she went yeah and then Jen pointed to me and then he went and she won bo- one boxing and he went oh no way like he couldn't believe it and stuff and he said he'd seen me fight and that and then he said he just recognised Jen you know we're, her hair we're crazy yeah, hair, yeah. Um, but yeah there's like there's places I go now where people will be like uh, mainly local like, I forgot Asda now, I'm talking to everyone. Like, yeah. everyone, like, it's like, people I don't even know and they're talking to me like they know me, but yeah, it's because yeah. it's such a small village and yeah. everyone's got behind me and it's good, so. Yeah. Um, I'm, I'm, and I'm rubbish with names as well, so. But I probably do know half of them, <laughs> yeah. but I just forgot the name. 
<laughs> How is Jen with it? Is it kind of weird for her? Like if you're out for dinner or something. Totally. Do you ever know it was people like, you know, with a little sly little photograph? Yeah. 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 But <laughs> like Jen's the one that like, she loves it. Yeah. Like I'm like trying to be low key, like, oh, try not make a big fuss. And Jen's yeah. like, tell them who you are. Yeah. Tell them who you are. And I'm like, she was going, I'm going to tell them who you are. Free bottle like, of wine. <laughs> yeah, I'm like, Jenna, I say, I will walk out of here if you start kicking up a fuss. And I'm like, no. I says, if they know who I am, then they'll come and like, yeah. but yeah, like total opposite. So I remember when we got us, uh, uh, we got my new car. I've traded it now anyway, but like when I got the Range Rover, yeah, like Jenna's driving around village like this, like proper loving it, and I'm like sitting in passenger seat, like oh my god, Jenna, happy like, down. Yeah, this is like, but like to be fair, it was nice to, like yeah. that was my dream car for me. Yeah, I, I drove it for a week, and then I'm like, oh, that's when I realised it's just a car. Like yeah, does same same job, and it's like for me, I've never been a materialistic person. Yeah. Um, I'm probably tight with my money, to be fair. I get really? Of, yeah, Jenna tells me all the time that I'm tight with my money. Um, but I like to look after it. Like, after a fight, sat down, counting it all. <laughs> yeah, it's like, right, that's budget for this week. £10 <laughs> for this week. <laughs> um, yeah, but... Uh, that's, that's not just, a bad. That's not yeah. a bad thing, though, is it? Better to be like that than to be, yeah. you know, frugal. Is that the word? I don't know. Frugal. Yeah, spending splashing it, it. I got it, yeah. Yeah, you know. Doing that way, boys. Like I remember, like we went, we went down over a weekend to fight camp. Um, yeah. And Eddie, blessing, like he's a good guy. Um, saying like obviously because he knows I've been at ring almost a year. Yeah. You throw you twenty quid. <laughs> it's like Terry, you can ring me if you need. Like you can let me know if you need any money. I'm like I'm from council estate, Eddie. <laughs> I can make money last if I need to make it last. So. Oh, yeah. that's nice of him though, yeah. isn't it? Yeah. That's like, really nice. It's like, I know people have a lot of opinions on Eddie and stuff, but yeah. he really does look out for his fighters. And yeah. like, obviously when I had my first operation, he came and he yeah. paid £4,000 for it to fix. Yeah. So, and then obviously when I fought Eva Wallstrom, he gave me uh, a bonus on top of that. And that's yeah. obviously let me take my family away and stuff like that. So, Is that, are those moments, not particularly with Eddie, and like obviously being generous like that is is a huge like huge plus to know that you're being looked after yeah but being able to take your family away like that you know yeah. for me I always love the giving of like a gift rather than receiving yeah. a gift yeah. it's like seeing yeah. people's faces when you can like surprise them or provide them with something yeah. is it like that for you as well yeah so like some like biggest call for me obviously COVID and that put like yeah. like slowed everything down but like I want to take my full family like on a big family holiday because yeah. I just think nothing can be obviously memories and stuff like yeah. that and um I know there's like there's like new flannels you know what Meadowall is it flannel? yeah yeah I know I now know what Meadowall is yeah, yeah. so I went to Meadowall. Went flannels <laughs> is this like a place in Meadowall yeah like is it the it's a designer outlet isn't it? like or not outlet design like all designer clothes in that area it, our producer Danielle is into it fashion is flannels isn't it flannels yeah right so okay like, yeah that's, they've just um got a new one of them medal so like, right so i wanted something nice to wear for fight camp yeah so i go walking through some of them price tags like i could i could buy them but i just think i can't justify spending 700 pound on a pair of trainers yes when there's like there's my family some of my family some of my friends like struggling to pay bills and stuff i just yes. think i'd rather help them than yes because well, there was, uh, I, won't, I won't name, I won't embarrass him, but there was a professional fighter in here last week and he had a Rolex watch 
13 grand. But I think if... He's like, it's an investment. I'm yeah. like, I, I don't care if yeah. I'm getting 30 back. I was like, I am not spending 13 grand on a Rolex. I won't get whatever. That's what... Like, I, oh, I was like, and you were like swinging around. He was like, yeah, try it on. You know, I was like shaking, putting yeah. it on. Like so scared. Yeah. Now maybe, hopefully one day, a 13K Rolex will be nothing to me. Yeah. But right now, it just seems... It seems nuts. Dep- deposit on a house. Yeah, you could yeah. do so much of this, you know? I think it's just know? like, but I know like, so, like, if you've come from nothing, you've earned it, you've gone yeah. out, like, yeah, go and spend your money. But yeah. for me, I think I could never be that type of person. Come Absolutely. back to me in two years when I've got my million. <laughs> I'm <laughs> like, remember, I'm the two of us with three Rolex on each. Remember the day we used to sit back and say we wouldn't wear these? Look at us now. <laughs> Yeah. <laughs> but leading ending on our, our, our podcast um it's a question i love to end on and it's how would you like to be remembered oh uh when they're all sitting in the pub around the bar and someone says terry harper what would you want the conversation to be that's that bird who procrammed it forth and carried on until night crowned and still stopped. <laughs> Come on! Yeah. Uh, no. Um, I just hope people, like, like obviously social media, people don't yep. get to see, they only get to see one side of you. And I yep. hope people can see how genuine I am. Mm-hmm. Um, I'm not fake. I'm, I don't come out pretending to be someone I'm not. Um, yep. I'm just laid back. Uh, and I'm just, I just enjoy my life and, um, enjoying the opportunities that I've been given. So yeah, I just hope everyone can see through. I, I try to come across on my social media as yeah, just your average Joe, really. So I just yeah. I hope that's what everyone and people can relate to me and stuff mm-hmm. like that. So one hundred percent. Well, I think you've achieved that. Thank so you. Far. Thank you. Thank you very much, Terry Harper, for coming yeah. in and joining my chat show. On <laughs> the first, I always feel like I'm <laughs> doing a chat show here. Uh, but thank you so much. Did you enjoy it? Yeah, loved it. Thank you. Thank you. I really appreciate your time. Thank it was you. really good. And thank you for being so open and honest. No, thanks for having me. It's the, the whole premise of here. Um, but thank you so much. World champion Terry Harper for the First Exchange podcast. Thank you.